Hi, welcome to our second podcast, What Have You, uh, live from the car behind Goodwill. The overview. We picked the same place. It was so good. Scenic overview of the town. There was nothing good in Goodwill. But we have a name now. Yep. What What Have have You. you. Yep. Because that's what we're going to talk about. What do I have? What do you have? That's what we're talking about. about Uh, I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. We're sisters. We yep. just failed to find anything of value at Goodwill. <laughs> now we're drinking coffee. Going to talk about life. Yes. Becca, why don't you open with what you have been working on? Okay. What have I say? Last time I said I was mudding, and that was way too long ago, so it's very embarrassing that the room's not done yet. But... To the same room? Closer, ever closer. Yes. All the mudding's done. I just have to sand and paint. And we were putting the trim up last night, which is very exciting. It's this beautiful old sort of turn of the century. Is it the stuff trim. that was in there before? Yeah, same You're stuff that was in. It back yes, in. we're putting it all back up and I took Is it all, wood or painted? Oh, it's painted and um, the windows over the summer I took out because they're the old double hung windows. Took them out. Learned <laughs> well, I remember to- <laughs> this because pulling up in front of your house to see my teenage <laughs> nieces standing in the second story windows like on the porch. They were there's a there's a chipping something out of the window like well or something, right? Yeah, we spent a lot of time on that window. You're like chipping stuff I out of the windows. I learned how to reglaze windows. I now know how to do that, and I reglazed them and I stripped them all down and painted you open, them. You should open an Etsy shop. <laughs> do yeah, that no. for other people. No, it is not my favorite activity. But I reglazed them and then I got them all rehung with the the old weights, and so they actually work as double hung now. So the top panel will slide down and the bottom one slides up. So I got that done and the trim's going up and right now I am getting, well, I have to paint the stupid thing first, but I've been kind of gradually putting together some furniture and stuff for the girls' room when we move them back in there. So I found some really great old iron beds that I bought um, on Craigslist and so I have those and we got some great old Matlaze bedspreads so those are ready to move in and so now my thing is curtains so we're kind of torn we might does I might just design the fabric and wait print. I talked to you earlier today yeah, there yeah, was I a know. different plan no, earlier but see, today this is the thing I'm this is what I'm I'm wrestling You're, I'm wrestling because just so just here's not the thing. like it has to have been like what an hour ago <laughs> I think it was an hour ago that you told me you had well, just settled on the vintage there's percale sheet pattern. There's that nuances you wanted. here. So I might design the fabric. I might. But see, then that's going to be stupidly expensive because then to print it and blah. Yeah. And there's there's like a lot of windows because we opened there. It's kind of a suite. There's like two rooms. So there's a lot of curtain that needs to happen. And I found these fabulous old vintage sheets, which I think would be really cool because if you lined them and turned them into drapes, you wouldn't have to seam them. Like if I got full size for the big windows and then twin for the smaller ones, I think it could be really good. My girls are less convinced though about that particular pattern. And I was like, really, I think it could be good. I think I might order one and then we'll hang it up and we'll look at it, which is far more organized than I normally would be. But what about I, since the thing is, a sheet? Would they not? Do you not like the idea? Well, I know you. You don't like the idea of modge podging them, different prints. Modge podging them. No, not modge podge. Not <laughs> not decoupage <laughs> curtains. I was like, what? Turn like it into doing that, doing that, like different prints <laughs> oh, here well, and there. I wouldn't mind, but they would have to be similar enough. And but I found this great Becca one. Becca tends to abide by the school of pick your color decorating. Yeah, no, I I don't. She chooses yeah. a color and then she abides by it. Well. 
Yeah, mm, more than you. Much more than me. I am like I remember. I remember buying two purple lamps at Ross one time. I was with a friend and I went in there and I was like really moved by this purple lamp for no reason. And then it was on clearance, so it was just needed to be done. I was excited, two of them. And as I'm lugging them out through Ross, she says, well, I didn't know you had any purple in your living room. Me or your friend? No, my friend oh, says this. And I, I said, I don't remember this. Well, I do now. I mean, it was <laughs> now that I'm bringing home the purple yeah, lamps, yeah. I think no, I, I have No, I tend it. to kind of keep in, a, in more of a schematic about it. But the thing is... Clarity is, of purpose clarity and color. Clarity of purpose. Mm. But see, I found this sheet. And the thing is, my mom had it on their bed in the 70s. Like, I remember taking naps on that very sheet, and so I am feel nostalgic about it, and it's totally adorable. You should make curtains for your room out of it. No, no. Yeah, now you so know how your look. girls feel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, and, oh, and I also, I funny. went down the wormhole of YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> Learning how to make a hand sewn double lined drape from this woman. You told me about this, this, this woman English woman England. who does drapes and it for just, life. It really moved me. It was so beautiful. It's like these mm. gorgeous drapes that are, they are double that lined. That is indeed a deep wormhole of the Oh internet. man, but I, and it was so bad. I kept watching more because I was like, I'm going to have to, at some point in my life, I'm going to have to make drapes like that and it's just going to train so, now, train now a little bit. No, every. This might be it. I might get it out of my system and then I'll be done forever with making them. This lady though, with the double line drapes, she just, she just has like hours of footage of her standing in a dark room, stitching by hand. And it's strangely fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, I, can see that. I the, like seeing people who are I really go good at what worm, they do. In a wormhole of the internet myself, it's usually in very like, let's research all of the different ways that people use to prep fleeces. Oh yeah, for you spinning get into and fiber. weaving. You yeah, get into fibers. But for whatever reason, it's just long been a fascination with me. Yeah, well, see, I have two whole books on just linen. So I yeah, think but in different places in the world, different areas, that all these different people groups faced the same problem of how can I take what the sheep has and wear it myself? <laughs> I could like, you look cozy. Some how could I get that off of you and onto me? Yeah. Others. And yeah. some of it. And one thing that, that I don't love it in terms of, it's not like I just want to talk about that or read about it all the time, but it is something that can really get my attention and make me feel like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. That is like the the women who knit it, uh, Guernsey, sweaters that oh, they the worked and yeah and they worked like by the seaside gutting fish like it was not <laughs> a nice job it was not and you know like this is like working clothes that yeah. they were and and not even like working clothes that will be nice it's working clothes that will get fish guts all over it and they made up these elaborate cable patterns and all these different things and most of these women were illiterate most of well, them see, didn't even know how to write or read, but they were making up these. And that's if pretty you, intensely mathematical. It is. If you're going to do that, to know how big, how, like how big to make it, and then to decide you're going to repeat a pattern over all of this, and well, you're going to okay, do whatever. This brings something up, though. This is a quote that I actually tried to track down to its source, and I couldn't find it. So it may be one of these mythical quotes. 
but it's it's cited in a lot of different places but um a pioneer woman who was coming across you know in the wagon train or whatever yeah but said, no wasn't she at her well maybe but she came came across yeah. you know out west hard times hard times life was hard and she said something about her quilts and she said i make my quilts sturdy to keep my family warm and i make them beautiful to keep my heart from breaking which just yeah. sums it up my kids have this like. my kids that's such a good quote because well because it we've never lived a life that would need beauty like that like no. we've never like but I we so, like it and we're drawn to beauty yes. and you want to do it but you don't realize how, what how desperate you would be yes. for something like that yeah. like because because what it was was those kinds of efforts was like the creative energy that drove a culture forward yeah like that was yeah. like we will make this beautiful we will make think, this lovely and an inheritance and, and we will do I this i think it's a kind of a version of what schaefer talks about the mannishness of man keeps mm -hmm. coming out even in the hardest settings there's this you know in men i'm sure it shows up slightly differently but in in women we are we are geared towards making things beautiful like that yeah. is what we do John, so, no men do that men do the same thing just different usually different yeah. fields but do you remember that john gould he has a hilarious story it's like a probably wrote in the 40s about being a farmer in maine it's he's a great and he's talking about farmer takes a wife yeah but it, this isn't a different one i think it's in neither hay nor grass or something and he there's a part where he's talking about when all your work on the farm is kind of done and you're pretty caught up on things and you're like kind of it's not quite time to be planting but it's not quite it was like this weird moment sort and, of february-ish yeah and he tells this story about how that's when you just might find yourself in the barn making a, an intricately inlaid rose on your saw handle <laughs> <laughs> and, and he, he has it's really funny when he talks about the awkwardness of if someone stops by at that time <laughs> it's like like you owe anyone an explanation for why you wanted a rose inlaid on your saw handle but you're Someone like i was kind of an well i was kind of something i needed to do right now <laughs> i thought i'd beautify and, I my and tools. of course of course he was well before well, he was well before what we would consider leisure time yeah like well yeah. before that it was right. not a hobby well, that's the thing like these women you know knitting or making quilts or whatever there's so much there's necessity involved in it but i think the humanness where the image of god comes out is yeah, that need to be creative. the little c creators yeah. the need to make something and yeah. do something and i had years years and years ago and in when i was in high school i had a sudden panic attack that i didn't <laughs> that i didn't know how to do anything i remember this year <laughs> yeah well becca's four years older than me and and we are it was a little bit different for us how life was at the time i had more friends and by the time i came <laughs> no because the school was she bigger was popular yeah that's not what i meant and and by <laughs> the, the time it was bigger yeah. the school was bigger and also there was by the time i was in high school there was a basketball team and yeah. a track team and volleyball so yeah. i was doing that and becca unfortunately the years pioneered that... <laughs> her way through before Speaking that of pioneers yes. yeah back to another kind of creative <laughs> energy so becca got into more creative mm -hmm. things before i did yeah. and so she would try to talk me into going to the fabric store with her and i remember just rolling my eyes extensively about no why would i go to joanne's i hate joanne sometimes i'd rope her into it like i remember when i was experimenting with making batik 
I got you involved. Oh, I you got me in that. Uh, we were deep in it. Our poor mother coming home from somewhere to find us having melted several boxes of paraffin wax. And we were painting we were like, it Weren't we trying to tint it with muslin. crayons? Oh, yeah. And I made no, the no, no, weirdest pastel batik known to man. Good. The whole project And then I good. sewed it into a pillow, from, a throw oh, pillow from my bed. I didn't anyway, know that. Yeah, I did. I lived with I that for that. a long time, that I batik. Just, I just felt like, well, I can dust my hands off and say I've tried batik. We did it. Anyway. I remember trying to clean it out of the drain. It, it was, was bad good. times. No. So, anyways, Becca got into that. But the sometime in high school, I had a sudden panic attack that I was like, we have all these things that, like, our great-grandma made, and then our grandma made, and then mom made stuff. And I'm like, but what did I ever do? I was apparently <laughs> at, a like, an early sort crisis. Sort of an existential crisis. It was. Well, and then at the time, and this makes me sound and feel very old, but it was before the internet. Mm-hmm. It was before there was I an don't internet. Know. See, like, I was wondering this the other day because I went through at the same, roughly the same time, I went through a phase of I ought to know how to make stained glass. I yeah, should but learn. how could we find so, out? But I don't know how I did find out because yeah, I did. Yeah, I knew we went to that I place. did. We, well, you got I a know. book. You got a book but from where, the library, I mean, like, probably. did I go to the library? I don't know. Probably. But I and read then, about it and then I bought You read about stuff, it and then we and went to that it. place in Spokane. And I whipped up some... A stained some glass. Learned how to cut some glass but and guys, solder the she lid. Didn't, she didn't stick with that. Her <laughs> new windows that she reglazed are not stained. No, they're they just are regular. Not stained. Just but, regular. But I, I am not. I'm not going to promise that it won't ever come back. I might well, see, want to. Sometime. My fear at the time in high school that I still stand by. We would go to Joanne's, and all I would see was horrible ideas. Polar fleece. Well, Terrible. no, I think it was before the real craze of polar fleece. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But I don't know. We really would go, and it would be like, yeah, everywhere. but you'd see. It was before handmade was cool again. It was. Yeah, it was like true. there was just this whole lineup of like books on the shelf of making doll toilet paper covers oh, yeah. and like yeah. plastic canvas bookmarks and oh, how to do and yeah. I would get so cranked off at the whole situation years. yeah and I think <laughs> I felt I think I felt like constrained by it like but I, I have think to you do and I have always shared a sort of antipathy for crafts like there's art and then there's little crafts. Yeah, but and I also is, I is also that, have a deep antipathy to calling your craft an art. Well, right. So but it's see, difficult. that's because we don't like we the craft. Like, well, it's it's not. Mm, no, we're gonna because, have to be more precise. Here. Yeah, but you're getting into deep toilet waters. paper holder covers. That's just not needed. That's just, Nobody well, needs it. Well, but this is what I was gonna say is that when I. I when I had this little panic attack, I was like, I need to learn how to do things. But you turn to art, is what I'm saying. The actual legitimate domestic arts, which is yes. very different than time killer crafts. Right. I think I had been stuck thinking it was like rag dolls to hang on your kitchen wall, right? Or nothing. Right. That was what you could do. Or the times when people were gluing like Spanish moss onto little toll painted wooden yeah. cutouts. Oh, I probably would have been all over that at that time. <laughs> well, no, not quite. A little earlier, I was probably. Anyways, we had, I um, decided at that time, I was like, wait, how free would it be? Like, I would love to know how to do everything so that I could make what I wanted, not I was in the mood to make something so I had to go find something that was a plastic canvas craft. Right. Like I wanted to be able to say, well, I want a quilt. I'll make a quilt. Or I want yeah. a, I want That's this I mean. item. I'm going to make this right. item. And I it's knew. time killer crafts that is different. Than, right. And I recognized yeah. all of the sudden at that moment that I needed to learn a lot of things in order to have that freedom. And yeah. I remember not very long after that, I was in a knitting store and I signed up to 
take a class on tatting mm. because it's like tatting. I don't even know that. I was at this phase of life where I was so, quick. Like to I tat. said, it was a crisis. It was really like I was yeah. like, who even thought of harding or embroidery? I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to and do. You were tatting. also doing. You were doing like uh, paper piecing on quilts, and I was signing up for tailoring. Seminars. I started a hexagon paper pieced, quilt. which was That's beautiful. It yeah, was beautiful. And then, but then uh, I. So, anyways, I had that. But a lady in our church saw my name signed up on the sheet there and called me and said, "My neighbor knows how to tat and would like to teach you." And I was like, great, I'm coming over. I was like, I don't know, I was like 18 or something. And it felt like I had gone to visit the Tatting Oracle. Because (laughs) (laughs) I go in and it was this woman named Gladys. She was like 99. And she was not a little bit of a tatting expert. She She was was a deep tatting expert. Tatting it up. And she was, yeah, she had tatted herself a, like she had tatted tablecloths or a tablecloth. At least one sunbonnet. <laughs> had been tatted. Did she starch it? Yeah, it was a. She was, and the thing it was so cute is she was still feeling hot about that sunbonnet because she was like, my sister and I made these, and I you could just tell she <laughs> felt like she had taken the town by storm and that tatted sunbonnet, <laughs> and it's still she was still on a high from it. She was still loving it. She probably but drew a lot of whistles. So she, that day. yeah, she must have. So she taught me. Or tried to teach me, and the lady, the lady in our church, Katie Hurt, who, and very sweetly taught me the rest. And I remember specifically, it took me far too long to understand why my knots were not slipping. <laughs> Way too long. But when I got it, I got it, and we pressed on. And then I tatted a couple things, and now that's in the deep bank of. It's if like, I run into something that yeah. has to be tatted, if you need to tat. If, if I, I have to, if I need I can. to solder some lead yeah. on a piece of glass, yeah, we can. But I did get into after having kids, knitting was the one that really stuck with me the most on, and in terms of an ongoing, a thing that I've continued to do pretty constantly. Yeah. Well, we've all had our phases of random, random experimental. Well, you did a quilt. You were doing quilts more. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I did quilts. Yeah, I did. And I whipped off with a quilt with like zero thought. (laughs) I was like, time to quilt and so we like went to joanne's and i just stacked up some fabric bought it and like whizzed through a pinwheel um a basic pinwheel quilt i just remember i i made some quilts i made a few but then i i felt like i had to hand quilt them otherwise it's not really it's not really it I didn't. I haven't truly done it it wouldn't be the cowboy way it won't be so i i uh I don't know if I ever finished a quilt. It's but a marvel. That, anyway. No, you did. You finished. You had that red and blue and cream baby one. Oh, gosh. I forgot. That Where did that cute. go? It was know. cute. Where did it go? I gave it to somebody. Anyway, so off the topic of random things we've done. Um, <laughs> where is that quilt? Let's throw that out to the world. Well, good. well I'll tell you where um, mine is. My so, pinwheel quilt later on, because Becca taught me that the only cowboy way was to hand, hand quilt well, it. I believed it. In I, a I fever, kind of, I in the still, fever I of an afternoon, I had this pinwheel quilt on my bed, just being a casual, not amazing quilt. And then one day I just clamped a 
quilting hoop right in the dead middle of it <laughs> and hand quilted it up and it didn't make a plan didn't nothing just was like mm, maybe another line coming this way this and another sounds star like one of your daughters i could picture oh this it exact so is thing. i have now i have four people who are maybe exactly, two of your daughters exactly yeah. this yeah. level anyways yeah. i um i did i quilted it all the way to the outer border and then was sick of it but I ended up cutting that off, and I, it is still folded up in my yarn room with a um, no no border on it, no binding. Second no. thing I need to do, and I think I'll one block. I'll holster a seat cushion in it. It's big enough to be bigger than yeah. that. I mean, anyway. So talk about something else. Um, things you've been thinking about that aren't related to our crafts. I don't crafts. know. It's all my crafts. That's all the I can crafts think about. that we live. Um, um, now, stuff we've been, I don't know, thinking about, talking about spiritual things. Oh, so, out of this plane. So, well, between us, we've got a lot of girls. Yeah. I've got three. And I've got You've four. Got four. Yeah. So, our oldest then, is, how old's your oldest daughter? Um, So, we have 16, 15, and turning 14 this week. Nice. So, basically, 14, 15, 16, which is a total blast and so much fun and then you've got the younger version of 12 girls. 10 9 and almost 7 yeah so anyway well almost 11 actually 12 almost 11 so thinking about like raising girls something that is super important to teach them early on this is what we we're talking about earlier emotional control oh, emotional control emotional control so like when well i we were thinking about how that a lot of people think of the verse about like um a man without self-control is like a city with its walls broken, broken down yeah but i think for a lot of people they think of self-control as being things like don't eat that cookie yeah. or can you discipline your body like can you right. run harder how than many you think sit-ups you could? can you do but they don't think of self-control as being controlling your, your emotions because your emotions a lot of people treat like it's just the tide and there's really nothing yeah. you could do about it. You they couldn't possibly the whirlpool. Right. Yeah. And they're like, you just have to wait for it to ebb back right. out. Sometimes and like, I'm happy, sometimes I'm right. sad. And or one of my daughters is just in a funk. Right. Well, do we just so, have to ride that out or is there a way that you can actually say, you know, this is not Yeah. So when so when our oldest daughter uh, was really little she came right after our son and was a completely different creature. He was, he was actually had a ridiculous self-control as a child. That was almost the opposite problem with him. Mm -hmm. And then she was totally different. And I remember though, we ended up tr treating some of the things we treated it the same. And I think some people tend to think, well, she's a girl. She cries because girls cry because that's what they do. And obviously of course, it's fine to cry sometimes, but she would fall apart crying. When Knox was a wee tot, like I'm talking about like two, when he was about two, if he decided to throw a fit, you could tell that he sat there and he weighed the pros and cons and he thought, yes, I think the best I approach will. right now. I think what I should I, do. I shall throw a fit. Here right. we go. And then he would do it and it was the most hilarious thing ever because it was very calculated. And Jemima was, was just you know, a little girl and she would just cry or, you know, be sad about stuff. But something that we had done with Knox early on is make him blow it out. If he fell down and skinned his knee and was crying, I'd be like, okay, now it's time to be done. 
you need to blow it out. Take a deep breath. Time to be done. And so it's like just learning to tell yourself, okay, I can stop crying now, which obviously we let them cry when something happened. But then there's this point where you sort of cross over and now you're just sort of... We um, called that the difference between losing the bubble and throwing, throwing the bubble. Throwing the bubble. <laughs> like, you've lost the bubble is, it's it's late. It's apart. kind of like yeah. having an accident. Yeah. It's like yeah, you fell apart. things, you didn't get to the bathroom in time, you're tired, you didn't eat, something is wrong, and you've now lost the bubble, and you're emotionally yeah. a mess. But then there is the, I do not feel like staying in fellowship. Yeah, right. So I, I shall be done. Throw the bubble. Yeah. yeah. And so the thing is, we would do that with Jemima, too, like okay, you've cried, now it's time to be done. And that's a really important skill. And I think that it's something that a lot of grown women would do well to learn that skill. Yeah. And, and it, I think it serves the girls really well when it's like, I, I'm not going to just let my emotions gallop away with me wherever they may head. Totally. Because emotions are not to be trusted, as we all know. They take us... Yeah, and actually, but they're not feared either. The point is that they should be mastered. Because yes. it's like, They're well, good servants they're and horrible exactly. masters. Yes, and it's like, well, it's fine to feel something or to yeah. struggle with something. And then, so long as you're not losing control to it. Like, that now yeah. my feeling right. is making me sin against everyone. Because I think that our culture treats it as if, well, if I feel it then it is automatically There's nothing valid. to do about it. Right. It, it yeah. is valid because I feel this way. Rather than saying, I need to stop feeling this way. It's time to be done right. feeling well, this way. Well, one thing I think is really helpful that we try to do, that I try to do with myself, that we try to do with our girls it, and boys, actually. It's not really that girl-specific. Is just some... You can't think something is a... If you're having a bad emotion, that the right state is actually it's not a vacuum it's not like you should be just taking this out Mm -hmm. it's it needs to actually be displaced by something stronger than that it needs to be like it's like okay so i'm having the all these emotions of self-pity you know and it's not stop self-pitying it's like positively be thankful yeah like put it like positively replace yes like yeah Yeah. stop stop drop and think about you know what you have to be thankful for yeah and so like we'll do that with our little i just is doing that with shad our youngest where it's like having a hard time and you're like oh so sorry that you don't have any feet he's like (laughs) I have feet. You know, it's like, I'm sorry nobody like, oh, loves you. There's he's something like, you can thank he's like, what? Everybody yeah. loves me. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Who do you need and to thank for that? Is, like, mm-hmm. seriously, having really worked when the girls were really little, like all in the preschool years of like, okay, now it's time to be done. You need to blow yeah. it out. You need to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is so wonderful to live in a house with three teenage girls and it is drama free. It really is. And they are all fabulous. And nobody's like, it's not like anybody's repressed or anything. It's just being able to, just being able to control it is a huge. But but you should make, we should make it clear that when you say they're just bad masters, we're not afraid of it. So one of the things that we never want to encourage is stuff it. No, 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 no. Like it's, it needs to actively be processed. Yes. Like, and this is a difference with, for a lot of people, when someone's emotions blow up everywhere, it's like a pressure cooker blew its lid off. And then they try to deal with it by putting the lid back on, but leaving it still on the heat on the stove. And the reality is that, What we want to be doing is dealing with what is causing this kind of buildup. Right. And instead, it's not like just keeping them. uh, It was that one of the elders in our church had that great illustration once about 
some kind of sin that he said it was just like trying to sit on a beach ball in mm-hmm. the pool. Yeah. And it was like, it's like no one will notice necessarily from the top for a while, but when it comes out, it really comes out. <laughs> and it's like, that's not what we're recommending is no. hide your bad no. attitude until no, it no, launches no. to such no, a level. No, it means actually having emotions. Not processing them. Processing them, but also um, just being able to steer them where they need to go. Because sometimes, well, you know, God gave us emotions. It's not Mm -hmm. like it's something that we're supposed to get rid of. It's just not being overborne by your emotions. Right. And my grandpa, our grandpa, mine, (laughs) only mine, (laughs) my sister here, uh, Grandpa Jim was telling one of our nephews, Rory, probably Knox too, when he was there, uh, that every conversation you have about the gospel or really about anything with anyone needs to start with you making a decision that you like them. He said, you need to actually make a decision that I like this person. And he's saying that it immediately is visible to them. It's immediately communicated that Mm -hmm. you have love in your heart for this person. But that's an example of needing to discipline your emotions. You need to be able to do that. You need to be able to say, this is my child who I love. Like, and I love them. And that's where my emotions are. Like, this is where my emotions will be. Even if my child is currently being a major hot and tough. The fact is the Bible's full of commands to have an emotional, um, some kind of an emotional response to something. Rejoice when you meet various trials. Um, love your husbands and children. And so if we just have a free pass of like, well, I don't feel that I way don't right love now, them. then it means that basically, well, what are you going to do about that command then? Because the, yeah, because the, the that's command, a command. It's not a... Yeah, and the command presupposes that, so that must be something I can decide to do. Um well, there must be obedience. There right. must be a method for right. obedience. So, is it time okay, for us to move yeah. on? So, last thing, last away. thing, we need to leave leave um, off here with a, a recommend of some sort. Oh, hot tip! Yeah. Okay, you do you do yours first. Oh man, what's I your recommend? Know. Are we talking? What are we talking about? Recommend what? What are we trying to recommend? I don't know, guys. People, Rach, listeners, what are we recommending? What's your favorite cookbook? What's a good? Oh man, cookbook? I don't think I have a favorite cookbook, but I do have. I think the most reliable person, reliable recipes, I always recommend Ina Garten because well, hers are just good. She's just good. She's yeah. just like if if you think you will like what she the recipe, you will like it. If you think and let you know, I'm yeah. not saying if you hate if you hate chicken, make her chicken recipes, but I'm saying that she's excellent and really reliable. Yeah, that's true. So I have so you her don't cookbooks. have a favorite cookbook. Uh, it kind of depends on what it's for because I have Ina Garten, I think is just like old, reliable, great stuff. I love the new best recipe, the Cook's Illustrated collection for a few things, you know, um, for some Cook's stuff. Illustrated is, they're just also good. reliable. You feel like it's cooking school in a box. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I have, it just kind of depends on what it is that I was, you know, I have like a favorite Asian cookbook and I have a favorite, yeah. I have yeah. more favorite cookbooks. I use the app, the New York Times um, recipe section has an app and that's fun because it's like a little bit more, you can flag things. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. How about you? What's your favorite cookbook? Uh, So I'm kind of the same. I don't really, I have a lot of cookbooks and a lot of them have good stuff, but there's not like the one that I always use. What's your one like 
pretend that you didn't make great grandma hoagie's pie crust recipe what is the one that you would go to for like a biscuit recipe or pie crust or like the most basic basic i have like that enormous the joy of is it the joy Joy of baking no no baking okay i'm getting it wrong no it's a huge it's like a huge cookbook and it's just baking and so that one has got great stuff in it and is it a joy of baking I, that's what i'm now i'm starting to wonder if that's actually what it is huh. but it's, it's a well great big i like the better i because we grew up with mom always had the better homes and gardens i basic send my girls book. to that one sometimes when they just want like i want to make a random whatever yeah. there's really like up. three recipes in those that i always that i consistently make the ginger snaps and i use the pie crust in that um, yeah after going on a journey of more elaborate pie crusts and realizing that I think pie crust channel anxiety. The more you're worried about will oh, it no. be yeah. will it be flaky? No. I don't know. Then you can create magic of tough pie crusts just with your yeah. anxiety. And it's I like ended up gravy. after a long Actually, journey. Don't of, you think it's like gravy? Like yeah. you oh, have yeah. to you have to casually approach gravy. No, it knows when you're it worried. Knows. And it if knows. you're not It'll worried, come out it will be with great. A gluey yeah. lump. Yeah. If you don't. And when I did a with pie crust, I went on this big thing of like, I mean, I think I was making them with vodka so it would evaporate. So there was oh, all of this. Oh, yeah. But it was like William Sonoma yeah. Yeah. Uh, recipes no. for things that had to chill for exact moments and yeah. things. And, and then I just settled back on Better Homes. It's like, this is just oh, so. Really? Do you use Better Homes? I so don't like that pie crust. Reliable. Well, do you ever eat my pie? Hmm. Good mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to insult What your pie. are you about to say? <laughs> No. I just, I don't like making it because it's more fiddly. The one I do is the best. It really is. I'm sorry. Well, yours is, it's my I even know it. grandma's like great aunt's recipe. It's a very, and better homes though. I'd like to come back to this is not fiddly. After a journey of fiddly pie crust. No, no, no. I just mean the crust, not, not the process is fiddly. The crust itself tears easily. No, it doesn't. Mine doesn't really. No, but I do remember Compared you telling mine, me Great Grandma Hoagie's recipe, which is it's you amazing. take however much yeah. flour you take as much flour as you need. You take yeah. that. I had to codify it. Half that of fat, yeah, and half that half of water. Of water, and then the things that are not mentioned is salt. How long it chills? She also no no not put it chills. in the garage. She said literally, you have to let it set. That's the most important part. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to write this down. Can you tell me, like, set? What do you mean set? She's like, well, sometimes I let it set in a garage overnight. Sometimes I let it set in a fridge. It just depends. Other times I just let it set on the counter. She really had a magical intuition. Let it set. You and your pie crust know each other well enough that you know when it needs some garage distance. Yeah, and and she's true. It's actually, she's like Gladys the Tatting Maestro. Yeah, she is. I don't weigh it. No, I don't weigh my baking. Anyway, it's we're talking too much. It's time to go. It's time to be done. Until next time, that's what we have. What have you?